to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I can't be personally kick Candace Owens and her stanky cray cray. No good thing starts with I was thinking about my ex. He ain't learned his lesson. That's a brother ain't gonna learn shit. I know this is gonna be a lot of okay. Let's keep this shit funky. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What's unpopping? What's crackulating, good people? Welcome to uh, the unpop. Welcome to unpopping show, home of unpopular opinions. I am T Storm, and joined by, as always, my brother DJ Mike Swift. What's up, fam? What's going on, brother? Uh, I was sitting here trying to think of something clever to say in the open. I got nothing. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> I think that will do. Thank you so much. A um, <laughs> lot going on. So, okay, in case people, if you hear my phone go off, um, we're recording this today on February 6th. Happens to be uh, the day of my birth. And a bunch of family, a bunch of family and friends and close family, you know, are have been texting and calling me. So there's a chance that I may get interrupted as we record this. So... We'll just roll with it. But I want to shout out my nephews. Well, all my family is calling. Love all of you. But it was particularly pretty cool because I have twin nephews, two, um, nine-year-old nephews, Preston and Parker, who called me from an unknown number. And I'm like, okay. I answered. And it's and this is a little voice on the other phone. Hi, happy, happy birthday. I'm like, thank you. Who is this? And it's Preston. Oh, hi, Preston Parker. What's up? I'm, and I'm, they're nine. They got phones and they call me. So I'm talking, I'm having a you know, cool convo with them. And their mom is like, who are you on the phone with? <laughs> it's like, oh, Uncle T. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know they, call, they called on their own. It was it was so, it was really, really, really sweet. They're very talented young men. Um, they are in, in the arts as well. They've been doing like stage plays and stuff like that. So I've gotten to see them. We went a couple of years. Well, was it during the pandemic? I can't remember now. Shoot. Everything is blended together. But they did a... Um, uh, a presentation of Frozen on stage in their town, upstate New York. So um, I, I'm looking forward to see them in the next thing. But I just want to say thank Preston and Parker. Thank you so much. That was really sweet that they, they called. And I, I promised them, I said to them, and I'm saying it on the show too. I said that, you know, we'll, I have to take them um, paintballing. And to remind me if it don't like when the, when the weather weather breaks, if it gets warm, and if it's taking me too long to say, "Hey guys, let's go," they they have permission to bug me about it. So I really met that guy. So thank you so much again. So and uh, you know, for the record, mm-hmm. for all you freaks out there, is paintballing with the guns where you shoot at other people, not that mess y'all into on the weekends. So, yeah. On the in the week on the weekends, <laughs> I, I haven't lived enough. Then that's <laughs> that's. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to adjust to that one. Um <laughs> a little more personal story here. So um I think Mike, you and I we've talked about this off off camera, but I recently hired a um a trainer and you know, pursuing um some fitness goals as I, you know, I'm I'm a few more stops you know, close to the fifty. And um I, you know, wanted I want I wanna get back into a better shape and not just the oval one that I'm currently in. So <laughs> serious. Um, round is a perfectly good shape. Bro. As, round is a great, it's a great shape. I, I've, I've had this shape for a while now and I'm ready to trade it in. So, 
I want to do something different. So uh, shout out to my, my, my homie Tasha. Tasha Fit Faith um, is training me virtually, um, and it's going good. She she doing the uh, the whole meal planning thing as well. So like the first, I'm on my first week, um, and she has me on this detox where. I'm I'm not eating a bunch of different things. It's a very, very, very strict diet just for the first week. And I have noticed already I have shaved like four pounds just in Damn. like two days. Two days. So what what is it what is it that you, you can't eat? Um right now, um okay, nothing no sugar. Only sweeteners I'm using is honey. I'm drinking a lot of right. t- different teas. Um there's uh Instead of saying what I can't eat, I can tell you what I am eating. So like um, fruits and vegetables, very specific fruits and vegetables, leafy greens and stuff like that. Um, protein shakes, which I just finished one one for this morning. Um, something else I'm missing. Oh, I could eat fish and seafood and stuff like that. So I had salmon last night, which was really good. Um, but, you know, replacing the type of, types of carbs. Like I stopped eating rice on my own, but... Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that I was eating that yeah, obviously was, you know, not helping me. So um, right. it's going good. It's going good. I don't feel tired. It's just having to having to eat every two hours is weird for me because yeah. every two hours and then we're home. So every two hours I have to make a meal for myself. Like this is this sucks. <laughs> like I got to make yeah, something it, every two hours. I think the idea behind it is to um, is to kick your metabolism into high gear, mm-hmm. always kind of processing and, and and working. So, I you know when I was in the height of my best shape I'd ever been in my life, actually, mm-hmm. it was some years ago. I was eating; it wasn't quite every two hours, but it was something like five meals a day. Oh wow! Um, okay, but the irony to it, I was always hungry. Really? Always hungry. Um, yes. But it, it, they, they weren't big meals, right? It was, you know, something small. Mm-hmm. But I was always hungry, man. I would eat, and 30 minutes later, <laughs> my body would process that and be like, all right, what else you got? <laughs> hey, what are um, hey, we, we doing now? <laughs> what are we doing there? What are we doing? D- them cookies looking real delicious. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah, I, I, I told, I had to, you know, so I have to be very um, conscious of everything I'm eating and honest about everything I'm eating. And so um, I've already, I've, I've already cheated on my diet. I had two salt and vinegar chips. <laughs> just two. <laughs> just two. And I was like, okay, that's enough. And I put it down. It was like, yeah, I, so I got a little tongue lashing about that, but you know, for the most part, I've stuck to it. It's not been again. This is the first week, and this is like you know, today being the sixth of February, it's maybe day three, Friday, Saturday. So, yep, day three. So um, yeah, I'm 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 excited to see what you know how well you know I can do with this and how fast I can pull off because uh, I think the goal, but for the first week was like five pounds. You said. And then she said, also, don't be surprised if you shave like 10 <laughs> like the, the first week. Don't be surprised. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. But And already, I've already, I'm at four. That's in, that's in three days. Uh, so, uh, Tasha Fit Faith, if, you, yeah. if you're out there, if you're looking for a, a trainer virtually, hit her up. 
and work out your details with her. And she has a she has a very very good program. It's been I worked with the last time I worked with her was about ten years ago, uh, right before um, Kaylee and I were both worked with her. She trained us both before our wedding, and um, she don't play. It's it's like paying for torture, but it's it's to benefit you. So this this is sounding real good to me um, because. If if you can eat a couple of chips and get a tongue lashing, I'm buying a whole damn bag. And uh, <laughs> no way, no, that's not the. And point. I'm paying for torture. I, send me her, send me her IG. <laughs> Fail. No, that is not where we're going with this. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, listen, you get out of it whatever you want to get out of it. This that's how that's what it is. Um, sounds like my kind of program. <laughs> And see, you were thinking then you could say you can get out of it, whatever you put into it. And I'm like, that's also my type of program. (laughs) (sighs) Dear dear people. I have a talent. I can turn just about anything dirty. I, I, I still do that too I, it's the funny so I get to tell my wife dirty jokes that I can't say out in public so so I get to say some anything and somehow I perverted the, the little emoji of a cow I don't know how I did this or why I did this I don't even remember what it means any, anymore but I'd send an emoji like you know you, you send these different emojis you send love emoji and all that and you know they got the eggplant emoji. I'll send a cow, <laughs> and it means something dirty. I don't know exactly what it means. It's just funny that to take a cow emoji and, and pervert it. That's all. <laughs> I've got some ideas. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that. Right. Thank you. All right. So um, I know we got some things to talk about. T. Before well, we jump into those, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, okay. I wanted to touch on the on on the. The don't weigh me cards. So, yes, but that the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. So, um, but you have the floor, sir. Um, no, so it's just kind of real quick. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've come on here a number of times, and I have said, you know, openly how I'm just frustrated with black cinema, and when we get an opportunity to make something, what do we make, and, right. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we've been off for a while. I was in Las Vegas for about a week, so couldn't really record or do anything. So yeah, because the hookers on, didn't want my the hookers didn't want to be on camera. That's what that meant. No, no, no I tried. You know, <laughs> 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 like it's a legitimate show. Right. <laughs> Keep your pants on. Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> so on the flight to to Las Vegas. I binge watched the um, Netflix show True Story. Uh, it's it's Wesley Snipes, Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart essentially plays himself in the movie or in the series. Right. But it was really, really good. It was, to me, the example of what I've been talking about. When you get an opportunity to tell a story, you can tell the same mystery intrigue type of stories that other groups tell uh and put a spin on it to make it um um uh digestible mm-hmm. to to your community and st- it still be really good 
So I, I'm I'm saying this to say, if you haven't watched True Story, watch True Story. It is so good. Um, I am disappointed in Netflix a little bit for not heavily promoting it. Like huh. I remember seeing a little bit about it here and there, but they didn't really promote it, promote it. But um, it's it is worth the watch. I think it's about six or seven episodes. Um, the first episode, they spend a considerable amount of time kind of establishing the universe and the characters. Right. But once that's done, it's off to the races, man. And it's really good. So I, I got to uh, give it I got to give it another watch. I got to check it out again, because I think when I watched it, I watched maybe the first three episodes. It exhausted me. Because I guess I'm looking at it realistically, some of the decisions that the characters were making and the things that they were saying, and I'm like, mm, we wouldn't say that. I wouldn't do that. I, it was it, I. I couldn't suspend my dis- disbelief in the, long enough. You know what I mean? I couldn't suspend yeah. reality like this. You know what I mean? I, I get it's it's a fantasy world. It's not really Kevin Hart. It's a fictional comedian and his brother that just you know what I mean. I get all that. I'm trying not to give away spoilers, but I. I it just exhausted me to the point where I was like, really? All right. <laughs> really, dude? I think there is something about Kevin Hart that makes me suspend disbelief. Really? It's just, yeah. And, and that's, not a, that's not a diss or okay. a knock. It's just something about him that when he's in something, I just, I just suspend disbelief. It's just, I, I don't look for it to be in any way um, like an accurate reflection of anything or, or something like that. It's just like, oh, this is this is Kevin Hart. You know. Okay. Um but I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. It was old it had old school television cliffhanger where when one goes off you're like, okay, well I, I gotta watch the next one now. I gotta see what, what happened. Yeah. Um but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um and in that vein uh, Raising Dion season two is out. I haven't watched it yet, but uh-huh. I thoroughly enjoyed uh, season one. Um, the kid was a little annoying because he can't really act, but other than that, uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to say that about kids. Why not? <laughs> I, I don't know. They might need to make some adjustments to their career. It's better but, to know but, when you're eight than when you're you're uh, fifty eight. Well, I'm I'm trying to think who did that pan out for? Um, who can't act that's still around making movies? I won't say any names. Any case, because um, <laughs> it's a list. There, there is a list. Um, oh, back, as far back on on the Kevin Hart show, um, I have to mention that Wesley Snipes is phenomenal, and that you know his performance. First of all, I think he's the mo- one of the most underrated actors out. And he does it all. Everything from from uh, superhero stuff to action movies to dramas to comedy. Like he has the like he has great comedy chops. Like his comedic timing is perfect, and he can and he can go toe to toe with any. So I, I think uh, Wesley Snipes is by far the best thing that happened to that series. So you know what I mean. Look, just see. don't uh just don't take tax advice from him. Don't do that. Yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> he did crack a, he did crack a joke in um the Expendables when he one of the Expendables series because he gets out of jail in, in that movie and they go, What were you in jail for? He said, tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he did acknowledge it. That's you got to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think he, he's he's a cat that has a pretty good sense of humor, and it seems like a real dude. You know what I'm saying? Like a, like one of the cats you chop it up with in the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like real like I know these type of dudes. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, All right. So moving on to our next story. Yes, sir. Uh, which we were just bantering just now, but or I guess our first story then. Um. And let's just pull it up. Uh, yet another piece of evidence of why our country <laughs> is going down the toilet. Mm. And, and which, which there e- are now. Good. Which 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 evidence? I'm 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 waiting with bated breath. The there there is now a uh, a ton of interest in these. Please don't weigh me. Unless it's really medically necessary cards. That's a these real, are real things. That's a real thing. Um, What's happening is these cards are being printed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Folks are, are taking them to their medical professionals. They're going in for their annual checkup. Maybe they have a bit of a cold or whatever. And you know, when you go in the doctor, they take your blood pressure. They weigh you. They check your height. They do your vitals, right? Right. These folks are triggered that the doctors are asking for their weight enough to create this card to give to the doctor to say, don't weigh me because it's triggering. And, and I think that, so I I think the, the primary thing is it's triggering to them, right? They don't like to be asked their weight. They know that they're overweight just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're trying to spin it medically and say, the doctor's preoccupation with their weight will make them overlook the actual cause of some negative condition that this person is going in. Meaning they will just attribute the negative to the weight and not really do the proper examination. Um, I'm so irritated by this. All right. Okay. <laughs> As a person that is currently overweight, Yes, it's triggering to look at a scale that looks back at you and says, God damn, one at a time. It's very triggering. It's very triggering to have to, you know, look. But medical thing, so overlooking other medical issues and just attributing it to your weight is that's what they're saying is right. So so as an example, let's say somebody goes in and they they something's wrong with their heart you know mm-hmm. my, my heart feels weird my chest feels weird and the doctor weighs <laughs> them and the scale says you know you're, you're you're five foot one and you're 285 so the doctor will say well you need to lose weight um and that's your problem instead of doing an ekg uh doing a a, a stress test you know doing some blood work to make sure there's nothing going on there they're just saying that doctors will just say oh it's your weight and move on and not do their due diligence okay okay to, to that i say bs yeah I, I, i'm no doctor but i do understand the difference you know I, I i get the correlation between weight and heart failure and issues with your heart and different things that you're doing like if i use myself as an example i'm heavy now i'm the heaviest i've ever been i won't say the number because it may actually weigh the camera down but what I will, 
what I will say is I do know the difference of when I was a little smaller and able to do certain physical activities and, and not be winded and not feel, you know, super, super exhausted or not feel heavy. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of it has to do with your weight. Your blood pressure is directly tied to it. Like putting stress on your heart. Your heart has to work harder because you're heavier. Like people are crazy. It's it's a it's a very interesting. I'm, listen, as long as it, I, I would say keep that keep that away from children because that's really that's really stupid and dangerous. Um, and uh, you know at this point. People get to do what they want. Like if you want to walk around with a card that says, hey, don't weigh me. Also develop a card that says, um, don't take my, you know, don't take my blood pressure or don't take my blood or don't check my eyes or don't check my matter of fact, you will attribute it to something else. <laughs> like, come on. It's it's really silly. I look, uh, you know, so you know, and and I didn't plan on telling this story. Um, but as a, as we talk through it, it's like Maybe this story can help somebody, right? Mm. Uh, dra- dra- dramatic weight loss or dramatic weight gain without purposeful intent can be indicative of a condition that is serious, right? That right. that could could end your life. Right. Um. God, I, I don't think I ever told you this. It might. It it happened right before I started over at Hot. Um, my weight dramatically increased over a very short amount of period of time. I was not feeling well at all. Um, went into my doctor and I didn't know my weight had dramatically increased because I wasn't weighing myself. Got it. Right. I, you know, you go in, they take your, 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 your vitals and they write it down or whatever you come back, they take your vitals and they, they just, you know, check. Yeah. Well, I wasn't feeling well. I went back and went into the doctor. They took my vitals. They checked. They were like, dude, You've gained 25 pounds in, it was something like two months. Wow. And I wasn't feeling well, started running tests. Uh, My body started shutting down. I wound up in the hospital for a good little while. Nobody knew what was happening with me. I went, I saw three or four different doctors. um, And then we finally figured out what it was. It's, it's, uh, I have hypothyroidism. Okay. So- you know, that, that chemical in my body was not there in enough amounts. Right. So, um, I got on the medication. I've been on the medication since then. I'm fine. But if, if, if it wasn't a benchmark Mm -hmm. to say, this is what you were, and this is where you are, we may have never discovered it. Right. Right. And it was, it was a pretty severe case. Um, look, I just, I say this, you get to live the life you want to live. You get to feel how you want to feel, but be careful the choices that you're making, right? Because you don't want to feel bad about something that you know is an issue, right? Yeah. You could be putting your life in danger. Your doctor is not there to judge you. Your doctor is not there to make you feel bad. Your doctor is there to make sure you stay alive. Right. So, yeah, you know. It's it's a very, it's very interesting to see you know to hear these type of stories you know people coming up but it, it you know what it makes without rules in place we you know we, we we spiral out of control like you know there's actually a law saying do not um, 
ha- have sex with animals because somebody actually probably did it. I had, had you know that's a law because somebody actually did it and they had to go no you, you shouldn't do that. So I guess as a society we're not that bright. We need guidance <laughs> to go no you shouldn't do that. That's not a good idea. And these are the type of things that happen if <laughs> those things aren't in place. It's I don't know. Look and 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 I and we'll put a bow tie on it. If your doctor is doing those kinds of things, right? Because I'm not saying every doctor won't. You know, every doctor isn't great. There are some C students who became doctors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if your doctor is doing that kind of thing, right? If they are ignoring what you are saying about your health, I don't feel good, right? Because you know you better than anybody can. Right. If they are ignoring you, they are not doing the proper tests then you have to be your number one health advocate. And you have to say, okay, either you do these tests, you help try to figure out what's going to make me feel better, or I will take my money and my insurance money somewhere else to somebody who will. Don't, don't, I mean, there's some some messed up doctors out there. Don't keep giving them your money. Right. You have a choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 and I, I just, there is a, there is a thing where especially um, with within our community, with the African American community, where you know some of the things that we complain about to the doctor, they may not take seriously sometimes. Like th- that is a that had been a thing, especially when it comes to to black women, women's health, and you know, there's a whole. I don't have the stats in front of me, but that that is a real thing. But don't weigh me. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! I, I really <laughs> want to say something that that would be so offensive to. I, you know, but I don't want to get Joe Rogan, so let's not even. I won't even. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm gonna leave it alone. Oh, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, they are coming after Mr. Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, and he's 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 deserved. I, I was a fan of Joe Rogan, um, <laughs> and still am to a certain degree because you know he he's he's not stupid. He's a really bright guy. No. Really, and, you know, and some of the things and stuff he says is on purpose. He's as a as a comic. I watched him go. <laughs> I watched the videos of him going after um, Carlos Mencia. Who you know, pe- you know, people have been saying, and 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 I'm not trying to disparage Mr. Carlos Mencia at at all. I have no. I've actually worked with him. I've met him. He let me open up for him at Caroline's. I have no issues with Carlos Mencia. I just wanted to put that out there. Actually, I appreciate him. Um, but I watched, like, I saw those videos of, of Joe Rogan, like, going to a venue where Carlos Messina was performing and 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 challenging him and his material, saying that he had stolen material. And was, this went on for a while. And then Carlos Messina just, you know, left off the scene for a while. I don't know if the, the allegations were true or not, but whatever the case. But Joe Rogan was in the middle of that. And then to watch him on Fear Factor and realize that he was a comic and you know and all the 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 the, the fight um what's the what the and um mixed martial art um ufc ufc all UFC, those different MMA, things commentary he he's does. had a pretty good he's 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 transitioned quite a few different things and and passionate for all of it right um and 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 then to turn this his podcast into a multi-million dollar thing it's a beautiful thing um his deal with Spotify is like a hundred million dollar deal. 
Yeah. And um, I had never really listened to his podcast before. I wasn't, you know, I was I, I would see clips here and there, but I only had been doing it for a while. I had never listened to it. But to see when when India Ari like first of all, it started with um his COVID nineteen. They say he was he was um give, doing uh, responsible for misinformation on around COVID nineteen. And who were the artists? Um, it was the Jody Mitchell and somebody else that that came out and said they wanted uh, their music. There's a bunch of artists that said they wanted to remove their music. A couple of a couple of old school folks. Uh, where is it? Uh, Neil Young. Neil came Young. out first and then Joni Mitchell followed suit mm-hmm. and I think it was some other folks who jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. And basically they said we'll remove our music from Spotify if you don't do something about Joe Rogan. Yeah. And so in the IRE, um, first of all, so Joe Rogan, you know, he addressed that and said that he'll do better with having, you know, acknowledging, you know, facts a little more or, or having actual ex- experts present facts and different points of view around that. But NDRE came on, um, entered the chat, <laughs> and she put this post out and said, I have decided to pull my music and podcast from Spotify. Neil Young opened a door that I must walk through, I believe, in freedom of speech. However, I find Joe Rogan problematic for the reasons other than his COVID interviews. For me, it's also his language around race. And she 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 continues. Um, what I'm talking about is respect. Who gets it? Who doesn't? Paying musicians a fraction of a penny, and him a hundred million. This show, this shows the type of company they are, and the company there they keep. I'm tired. End quote. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so she went on to clarify. Let me see if I can find it. I want to make sure that I I can't find it right off the top. Okay, it'll take me a second. But she actually, um, like the the trades and, and and you know blogs picked up on her <laughs> on her quote, right? And so she did a video where she you know clarified it and played a montage of Joe Rogan, um saying the n-word we use it on here too but it's in context i want to saying the n-word and then referring to what seemingly referring to black people as apes um that planet of the apes and this is i mean it's a, it was a, it was an episode and I, I saw that episode um and he was talking about a black neighborhood and said it's kind of like the planet of the apes movie or something like that but yeah, you know, just to put some framework around it. Yeah, and so you know that has been making the rounds and making it, <laughs> making it very, you know, uh, putting uh, obviously putting some pressure on Joe Rogan, and he had to come out and address it, and he issued an apology, um, saying that you know he now he understands that it, you know there should be no reason that a white person uses that word. He understands that now. <laughs> Like, dude, you didn't understand that before when you were saying it. No, you ain't stupid. You ain't stupid. But I look. The, so, I, I think a lot of things. I think a lot of things. Um, we'll start with with that, and then work our way back to India Ari and her claim about the money, 
right? Right. If if you so if you've watched our show any any kind of time, right? We say a lot of stuff, right? Some of it's funny, some of it's not funny, right? You you don't know a joke if a joke is going to be funny until after it leaves your mouth. Right. But one of the things that I think we do a very good job with is bringing it back around and putting some intelligence, some feeling and some meaning to what we say and the jokes that we tell. Right. If you went back through five of our episodes and clipped out just the jokes and made a montage reel of just the jokes and put that out, we would look like the biggest assholes on the planet. Because what you've done is you removed context, all of the context right. from the joke, the show and, and the series of shows. So it's not a fair representation to do that right. and just say, take clips of the N word and put it together and say, he says the N word. Um, so that's the first thing that I would say. Got you. Right. It's, it's not fair. If, I, I if mean, you look at it and within context, he's like, yo, F them niggas. The dirty dumb niggas, right? If if that was the, if that were the case, then I would say crucify him. Yeah, okay. But I've watched a lot of Joe Rogan's content, and that is not the case. He's not that person. Okay, on that point, again, he's not stupid. He's a very intelligent dude. He has very, you know, um, and and decent viewpoints on stuff, right? But understanding as far as when it comes to race, and I, and I feel the same way. There is. I mean, unless it's a news organization quoting someone for some some a particular reason, quoting someone, right? And you see that on the news where they'll say, um, for the purposes of the story, we're going to allow this language because it's it's it lends to the the story, right? I don't think that's what he was doing. I think for him, he was trying to make a joke. And again, I I can't speak to because I haven't heard the the full episode, but even on just on context understand how offensive that word is to to black americans um and the reason why we've uh snatched that word up and 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 uh and we use it as um it's it's uh, as empowering like what's up my nigga like we how we talk with each other we've taken it and go you can't now you can't use it at all there's no reason for him to say it he has no reason. He has no real, no good reason to say it, especially in the context of what how he was using it. He was trying to be funny, um, and uh, and I and again as as a comedic a comedic uh, 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 leaning person, I understand. I understand humor. I understand what the the intent behind humor. I think for him though, it just is out of place. I mean, and that many times over a span of. I don't know how many years he. It, it. I don't think it was. Joe is. Joe has been doing this podcast for a very, very, very long time. What's what's right? It just came, it just went to Spotify. What like a year or two ago? Uh, yeah. He'd been. He's got thousands of episodes under his belt. He's been doing this for a very long time. What's my What's my man that um that got uh canceled for for yakking off <laughs> in front of people? Um, Louis uh, C K. Louis C K. Louis C.K. has a very funny bit where he, he uses the N-word, right? And listening to it, watching him perform that joke, it was it was edgy, but I understood the joke and it was funny. He's not out here just saying it in his in his comedy just for no reason. There was a there was a reason for it and I understood the joke. I don't think Joe Rogan was doing that. And that was like a one time. Can, that was like a one that's how one, can we say that? 
how can we say that without knowing the full context in which it was said, right? Be, be, because well, just I would say because clip, of the frequency of it. How I haven't seen Indiari's video. How many? How many times? It was a lot. Um, I, let me see. I'll pull it up. Less than twenty. Hold on. N word. Joe Rogan N word mashup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Yeah, of course, there's a commercial before it. Of course, because sell that. <laughs> People, sell that one. So as soon as this ad ends, I'm going to play the original video of Joe Rogan saying the N-word. Here it is. Some more con- no, I don't, want, I don't want to hear you, dude. All right. Is just like saying she's calling you like this boy that he's starts calling them word. There should be a word like, especially like the word that's our. He says guy, and they're saying about to use the word out the word. These are different shows. Wait, right, 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 right. So, so as you, it it sounds like just from that clip, right. It sounds like it's it's within the context of a conversation, right? They're all I, I didn't hear anywhere, but I didn't hear anywhere where he was like them niggas, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, it's hard it's hard to it's hard to pull it out because it's edited, it's beeped. I'm trying to see if there's um if there's a a clip. All right, here's here's, here's the in the Why I decided to why I decided to ask my music be pulled off of Spotify. So check this out. No white people. Says, okay, take me to this one. And the guy goes, okay. I goes, that in a good neighborhood? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy barely speaks English. He takes us there. We get out and we're giggling. Oh, we're going to see Planet of the Apes. We walk into Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we walked into Africa, dude. We, we, we walked in the door and there was no white people. It says, okay, take. I empathize with the people who are leaving for the COVID disinformation reasons. And I think that they should. I also think that Joe Rogan has the right to say what he wants to say. I also think that I have the right to say what I want to say. So as an artist, there's more. more. Builds Spotify is built on the back of the music streaming. So they take this money that's built from streaming and they pay this guy a hundred million dollars, but they pay us point zero zero three percent of a penny. Just take me off. I don't want to generate money that pays this. Just take me off. That's where I'm at. And I know that uh, I'm actually, to be honest with you, surprised that my statements were picked up because I thought people weren't really going to listen to me because that's what I'm the kind of that's what I'm used to from the industry. But I'm glad that I am being heard. And for that reason, I want to clarify my statements again. This is why. Watch this. Like, Hold on. Know, can we pause? Can we pause? Yes. Saying the word. Here. OK. Because I want to I want to address that and we can come back. Okay. Because I, I, look, she, I agree with her. I agree with her in that the royalties that music streaming services pay artists is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. It is a ridiculously low number and they should pay them more. Um, Sound like it's a butt. You, you, there's a huge butt. Okay. <laughs> There was also a great joke there, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Um, you n- never in life do you get paid what you are worth. 
Let that sink in. Right. No one is ever in the history of ever paid what they're worth. You're paid what you negotiate. True. So if you were making money, and I'd say this when I say you, I mean artists, Mm -hmm. especially an artist who's been in the industry like NDRE before streaming was a thing. Mm -hmm. You were making money off of concerts, CD and album sales, uh, digital downloads, and then streaming became a thing. And you jumped into the streaming ring. You looked at the contract. You saw that the rates were low as hell, but you signed the contract anyway. I don't think it worked that way. You didn't need streaming. I don't think it worked that way. I don't think it worked that way. I mean, I don't know her specific deal. I think um, a lot of these, a lot of the artists whose music are on, it's on the streaming platforms that had legacy projects or whatever. They may not be the ones that controlling their masters. Um, which sounds like a in, in the context of this conversation sounds crazy, but um, the the record labels controlled where it went, and they worked out those those deals were worked out. Um, the the percentage, the what you know, this is very this is super inside, but you know that the percentages of what artists are paid per record was always ridiculously low. You get a frac, yes. you know, a fraction of a point for a whole album that you produce. That like it's it's always been some slave labor type shit already. So streaming comes 100%. in. So streaming comes in and goes. Ah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll top that because we're not selling physical albums. Well, we'll you know it's only ninety nine cent. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to give you point uh, one of a penny. <laughs> like word. So I mean, I, I don't think again. It's always been a problem in terms of, especially when it comes to you know major deals or whatever, and and what and what artists were paid from their ac- actual record sales. Then comes the conversation about owning your 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 own content, owning your material, because the labels usually own the masters, own the music. So that's a whole nother thing. So I, I do get her point, though. I get her point a hundred percent. I I get her point mostly, right? Mm-hmm. So. If if it okay if it didn't work that way and she she doesn't have she didn't have the power to negotiate the deal getting on the streaming service then she doesn't have the power to pull her music off of the streaming service so all of this is just nonsense right so if she has any power any say I guess my point was she was profitable without the streaming service right so she didn't really have to be there um, I get it I agree that those percentages across the board are, are terrible right. Um, 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 but I think she, she's got it a little bit backwards. Mm. Joe Rogan is paid a hundred million dollars to be on Spotify because he draws people to Spotify. And now that people are in Spotify, they might search and listen to other shit, including your music. People ain't coming there for you. Not like that. You don't have the audience that he has. That's like, and that's not an insult. That's right. just a fact. Joe Rogan has a bigger audience than some broadcast networks. So it is it your money ain't paying him. It's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His money is not your money is not paying him. The audience that he brings to the table, that's the money that's paying him. And that's why he's doing the Mia Copa, right? That's why he's out there apologizing and all of that shit. Yeah. Um, now, let me say something about this and we can keep going. The Planet of the Apes comment, yeah, his ass need to be roasted for that. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. This <laughs> can't, con- can't defend that one. Within context, it's still fucked up. I get comics. I get comedians. Yeah, within context, that was fucked up. Still fucked up. Here's more. Like, you know, the thing. Yeah. saying the word. Oh, you've already 
Boy. She's calling you it's like this boy that he but starts calling there should be a word especially I'm sorry that, this this is annoying to me because it's it's muting it and maybe it maybe we should allow it to be muted but it does you you don't really get the point of what they're saying and how many times they're saying it and how many different episodes they're saying it with that so I, I'll just stop I mean I, I think I think you can get that the frequency of it, right? Yeah. So if your position, if anyone's position, I don't mean you specifically, but if anyone's position is there is no context ever that he would should say that word, then the frequency becomes an issue, yeah. right? Because your position is you should be saying it is one time too many. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, obviously if, there if, there are nuances to that. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, we just talked about Louis C.K. I don't want him telling that joke over and over and over, though. That's one joke. You got that one. It's like a that's your one pass. All right, that was funny. Move on. Rogan has gone way past that. But the reality is, he will tell that joke over and over and over. You'll only see it once. Well, I mean, that's right. One, if it's material yes. that kills, he's going to tell that in in every venue he goes into, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, um, look, I think context matters, right? And I think context matters a lot. I am not the person that is of the belief that there is no situation ever where a non-black person uh, should say that word. I don't. If no? in, in a lot of cases, it sounds like just from those clips that they were trying to have a conversation about it. How do you have a conversation about it without saying it, right? A, a, a real genuine conversation anyway. So, yeah. you know, I, mean, okay. I get it. Okay, but, but okay, all right. Fact of this. Most of these conversations from what I saw, it was a room full of white people. So you're having a conversation about the N-word amongst yourselves, laughing amongst yourselves, and there's no person of rep, you know, no person of color representation to go, A, nah, you shouldn't say that, you should or, or to give some sort of context or to you know what I mean? To nothing. It's just you and it's just you and and, and you know these cats, these white dudes. <laughs> It's a rule for the white know, it's, dudes it's, telling telling nigga jokes. Is that ever cool? But I don't think that's the case. But that's what it was, that, you know, and it was captured on a podcast multiple times. We don't we don't know that from that clip. All we know from that clip is that the word was used frequently. It removes complete context. It's like two seconds, and it's like boom, and then boom, and then boom, and then boom. Right? But look, let's 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 say that's the case. Right. Let's say, um, and for the record, just an aside, the more I do this, the more I feel myself becoming more disliked. (laughs) 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 Um, let's, let's say, let's say your position is valid, right? Let's Mm -hmm. say that a conversation about that word, people of color, things that concern people of color mm-hmm. should not be had without representation in the room. Mm-hmm. I think I find that problematic. So so it, here's how I operate, just a peek into my brain. Mm-hmm. Any sweeping concept should be able to be applied universally in order for it to be accepted as something that we should be doing, right? Right. If it's if it's a niche thing, 
that only applies in a niche situation, then we probably shouldn't be looking at rolling that out as something that affects society as a whole because it's very, very problematic to deal with it, right? Okay. Um, so now let's take, if we take that concept and we apply it universally, that means we can't sit in a barbershop and talk about white people. We can't sit in a barbershop and talk about Asians in our communities and how they come in and, you know, that thing. I'm not even going to go too deep into that. Right. Just in general, like one of the hot topics amongst our community, how other groups of people come into our community, open up businesses, profit from our community, but put nothing back in the community. We can't have that conversation that's without not, them being in the room. That's not true. That's not true at all. And, and, and that's left and right of each other. Because... Okay. It depends on the language that you're using as you're having that conversation. We're talking about one of the, the the most offensive word that you know that we can think of, right? We have ancestors that was the last word they heard <laughs> as they you know swung from a tree. So understanding that there again the context, there are nuances, but it's the historical it's the historical context that you know that that lends to how i'm looking at it and how most people look at it now you can't say that word because your ancestors whoever it was you know y'all came up with that word as to be disparaging we took it and make it empowering you no longer have cho- you no longer have a right to use it period and for the most part it's some white privilege shit where white, white folks go well why can't i say it i want to say it everybody can say it it's in the music i can sing along with the music right you're missing the historical context of it and what we already said no you can't say it all that so and he understands that that's the that what's what's really offensive about it is he understands that he knew that before before he said it he knew that look i i I will i will concede that an apology that says i was unaware is bullshit right especially for that individual he is a very very smart man um so yeah I, i will concede that 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 Mia Copa is 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 garbage. I'll give it <laughs> right. Like I'll, I'll give know. it. I'll give it. Um, let me see. Because I do want to. I do want to give him some credit for. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out. That's a compilation of me saying the N word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast and it's all smushed together and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking. Sorry. As I said, it's my birthday. And so family is calling me. Yes. Fox, how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums. Or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit. Or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit. Or I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction. Or I was talking about how a Netflix executive, ironically, 
used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him. Not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud. I was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire English language because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways. Like if a white person says that word, it's racist and toxic, but a black person can use it and it could be a punchline, it could be a term of endearment, it could be lyrics to a rap song, it could be a positive affirmation. It's a very unusual word. All right, you get the point. You can kind of search it out. And, I do. But I, I so, mean, again, he lost me on the comparisons. Like when he was talking about Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor, he lost me on that. Yeah. Like, and, and if it were anybody else, I think I probably wouldn't have been lost, right? Yeah. I would have just, just brushed it, not brushed it off, but I would have written it off as you're just stupid. But he is not stupid. He's not. Right? Which, at all. <laughs> which is That's like, what I'm saying. Okay. So he understood. Comparisons, like, I, he loses me with that. So all, all that to say. And even with this, I, I will say he shouldn't be canceled. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not one saying that we need to get rid of Joe Rogan because I do. I do view him as somewhat of an ally. You know what I mean? He, not that he's been on the front lines, <laughs> you know, championing Black Lives Matter or anything like that. But I don't think of him as, you know, a clan leader. You know what I mean? I just think you know he 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 and- misjudged. You know what he was doing and what uh, what he was saying over and, and, and over I think and those over. Are, I think those two things are the extreme scale. So I'm glad you you said those two things to so we can put you know some pillars here. Yeah. Right. There's the the leader of the group who historically disliked people of color because right. I don't know if if the that K word or C word is uh, going to get us flagged by YouTube. Yeah. And, and, then, and that's another thing. It, that right there will tell you also, you can't say that word anywhere. He dare right. not say that. Right. So there, there's that end of the spectrum, and then there's the other end of the spectrum, you know, out on the front line getting maced, right? Right. I, I, I think most of people of every color, exist in the middle right i think it's a small percentage on either end and most people exist in the middle yeah but joe rogan specifically having watched hours upon hours upon hours of his content i view him as a conversation starter he does not have the answer he has a lot of questions um he he genuinely wants to get answers to the questions he genuinely wants solutions he genuinely likes people. Um, he's not a prick or an asshole. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he's a bad guy. I. I think he. He greatly misjudged. Yeah. Uh, and and again, I will say for the record, he should be roasted for that Planet of the Apes shit. Absolutely. Yeah, he's. I mean, like, that one. That one was bad. That was that was real bad. Tar and feather him on that, but you know, uh, just com- completely canceling, get rid of Joe. I don't think so. you know. He, and he, it's a lot of people who were like, it was a, a big group of Hollywood folks who are out there like cancel Joe Rogan, and they nah. uh, they Spotify has pulled like seventy episodes of his show off the platform. Yeah. Um, you could do that. You, you know, this is going to affect his money. It's going to affect his sponsorships. And, and it should. Uh, it should. It, it, it should, for sure. But uh, I don't think he should go away completely. 
I don't either. Um, if you God, it's it's like oh, it's like what's on um on HBO. Oh, well, I can't remember people's names these days. Um, who does uh? It's not politically incorrect. What's this? What's this new show on HBO? Um, you know who I'm talking Bill about. Mar, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Okay. Bill Maher said something offensive. I think he's. I can't remember if he said the N word. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something along them lines, and he had to. He had to apologize, and then he had Ice Cube on the show. Who publicly let him know? Hey, we ain't that cool. What I mean? What gave you? What gives you? You know? What gives you? You know the audacity or think we we cool enough? You got too familiar. We never that. We not that cool. You can never say that. And then Bill Maher was Which, like, you, you know what? You know you right. I I stand corrected. No mas. He, I I I have a level of respect for someone who who does some fucked up shit. And will sit across the table from somebody else and have a discussion about they fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, you, and and concede where they need to concede and and not concede where they don't. But um, so yeah, Joe, he's under he's under fire for those for that for that clip. But that that follows um the COVID stuff, which I'm gonna bleep that out because we can't say that word. That's can't a trigger word. word for wow. for YouTube. So we will say things associated with virus. the global pandemic. We'll say that. Or the, this, <laughs> right? this virus, right? Um. So, so yeah, he's under fire for that, and I, I think even with that, people aren't looking at the full scope and scale, right? You are don't you can't expect a comedian, fight enthusiast. Uh, and podcast host to be a medical expert. What he does is he brings on medical experts. He should be allowed to say what he thinks and how he feels and then have how he thinks and how he feels judged, weighted, dealt with by medical experts. One of the best and most enlightening episodes of that podcast that I watched was the one he did with Sanjay Gupta. I okay. encourage everybody to go watch it. Okay. I encourage everybody to go and watch it. It's long. Mm. Something like three hours, I believe. Yeah, I tap out. But they deal with they deal with the rumors. They deal with um what he took, the the medication cocktail he took when he contracted it the the, the virus. Right. Um they deal with the numbers, right? How many people are actually succumbing to this versus how it's kind of reported. And this is Sanjay Gupta. Right. Um, who is a medical professional who right. other reputable news sources are using to talk about this information. So I just I worry about the world, bro. I worry about not being able to talk. Yeah, I worry about that a lot. Look, whether I agree with what he says or don't agree with what he says, what I do like about all of it, whether he's canceled or not canceled is that the market really kind of gets to decide. I just want the market to be intelligent. And if the market says, yo, I don't care what your context is, what your reason is, you shouldn't be saying anything about the pandemic or about the N-word. And we are going to levy our vote by not consuming your content. If that happens in, in big enough numbers, he will change. Spotify will do something. Yeah. His sponsors will do something. Because he is paid off of his audience, and if his audience goes away, 
then all of his money goes away. So that uh, the 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 woke machine that wants to rally and cancel a person, I'm I'm like that ain't really necessary. Just yeah. put it out there. Just put it out there and let people decide for themselves. Yeah. I think we can bookmark it there. Okay. See, uh, he You blowing up today. I, I told you I, what I told you what it was and I figured <laughs> this would be happening. And so I'll just I'll just bring him up on here because he didn't he didn't get the cue. This is my son, uh Terrence, oh. Terrence Jr. What in the world? Son, you are you are on my podcast. You are on welcome to welcome to Unpopping Show, man. Hey. Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I figured that's why you was calling. I've I've been getting text messages and everything while I've been recording. And I, okay, I, I said the first person that called me, I'm I'm just bringing him on the show. Like, cause you, so you called me the first time, and I put you on hold so you could hear what we were doing. You did hear it. I, did, I didn't realize I was on hold. No, I, I had no idea. I just figured you were recording or something. Yeah, see, you gotta take the cues, brother. How you How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm heading to work. You're heading to work. Waiting for a right now. All right, all right. Um, uh, uh-huh. Mike, this is this is my oldest son. You don't remember my? I don't know if you Mike, if you remember Mike. Um, from Atlanta, we worked together at, at Hot 107.9. Um, but he remembers me bringing you to meetings as a as an infant. <laughs> Am I lying? What's going on, man? No, I'm doing alright. Was did I behave like <laughs> a good child? Like <laughs> I, I said, infant. <laughs> As an infant, yeah, I remember bringing you to meetings. I remember bringing you. I, I was on the air. I had mixed show. I had to put you in a in, in the little carrier behind the DJ booth as I went on the air. <laughs> so yeah, I, I yeah. couldn't walk yet. Nah, nah, not at that point. No, ah. when you started walking, I did not bring you around like that because <laughs> having to chase a toddler through a radio station does not sound like fun to me. I mean, it sounds like fun to me. <laughs> yeah, no. But I appreciate the call, son. Love you very much. Thank you so much. No problem. What, what'd you get me? What'd you get me? I got you the the everlasting joy of unconditional love. Nah, I want something tangible. You <laughs> said love is intangible. I want something tangible. I want some. I want something like a PS Five. <laughs> Nobody can even get those. Nobody can get a PS Five. Yeah, see that would, That's why it will be impressive if you got me one. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I don't care about no PS5. <laughs> but I, I appreciate the call, man. Enjoy your day at work, man. Of course. Thank you. I'll talk about another thing now. I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. My oldest son. I don't think. I don't think I've seen your son in person since he was like what three or four, something like that. Really? Wow, yeah, it's been a while, a long time. No, no. no. So how how far apart is he and Tyler? Um, Tyler, they're two two years apart. 
Yeah, so he might have been like three or four the last time I saw him. I might. That that sounds that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Because I, I I left Atlanta after that too. We went to Pittsburgh not long. Yeah. So and we were gone. Many guys. But enough to the geology lesson, people. Thank we we appreciate you watching. We appreciate you listening. Thank you for all those who reached out to wish me happy birthday. Um, I share this day. I say it every year. I share this day with um, President Ronald Reagan and Bob Marley. So, you know, I lean towards the Bob Marley. <laughs> you don't like Ronnie Ray Gun? I mean, I'm trying not to say anything disparaging about the deceased, so I'll leave it alone. He I He I Anyway, if you haven't already, make sure you uh subscribe, share, comment, become a part of this un- unpopping community that we are building here. And um man, we appreciate you. We'll see you on the flip side. If you're watching, um, if you're watching on YouTube or on our website, unpoppinshow.com, make sure you also follow us on all socials un, at unpoppinshow, and you get to see some uh, some exclusive content on our website as well. Again, thank and, you. And shout out, on the way out of the door, shout out to our new subscribers, Tiff Diamond, uh, Bijan, and Ubi. Yes. Thanks thank for joining the Unpopping community. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>